when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, we're made by mamas, Zoe Hardman and Georgia Dayton. And we are really excited to be back with our brand new series of our podcast. Uh, For those of you that haven't heard of us, we met in a coffee shop when we were both pregnant. And now, a few years on and three kids later, I'm one in the tummy. It's cooking (laughs) in there. Um, We've got more um, interesting subjects, topics that we're discussing and all of the stuff that may be perhaps... You. you might be scared to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you might be scared to talk yeah. about. Well, we're here. We're, we're lifting off the lid. <laughs> We've got some great guests this series. So, yeah, sit back and let's get on with it. So, this week, we are talking about breastfeeding and co-sleeping, which is something that you and I have got fairly strong opinions about. Yeah, I would say the two things that I've got the least experience with, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on a minute. You did amazingly at breastfeeding, Axel. Uh, only, you know, six, seven weeks. Look, so, an- anybody know. that can feed their baby full stop from their boobs. Yeah, I think you're the expert on breastfeeding uh, between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first time round, I, I didn't have a great experience with Luna and my nipples were bleeding and oozing and oh, it was don't. just hideous. This time round with Kit, he was like that. Okay, boobs, come here. And And he really liked it. He loved it. And if it hadn't been for his reflux, I probably would have carried on. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it, really? Because it's actually quite easy when it works. I always think that. I'm like, why... Why do we think it's harder? Because you don't have all those sterilised, like all the sterilising, having to think about the bottles. Literally just whack the boob out. And now I'm like, round two, I'm like thinking, maybe I need to like invest a bit more into this I mean, I think if it works. Yeah, if it works. If it works, great. But I think there's so many women that sit there and battle with it. Yeah. And there are people that, that have this incredible breastfeeding journey that the baby latches on and there's this lovely bonding moment. And then there's others and you're like, this is painful. I know. Toe I know. And when people say, oh, I found it really hard to stop. I'm like, whoa, the day I decided to stop was the easiest day. Did you not cry when you gave Axel a bottle? No. No, not at all. No, like, me honestly, neither. Not, not at all. It, oh, that might be really bad, but I, I genuinely didn't. I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, there's probably moments where I enjoyed it, where mm. it was just us two on our own. And I thought, oh, this is actually really nice. But I'd say 90% of the time, I hated every second. I'll tell you what I do hate is the boobs that I've now got. (laughs) (laughs) That is another thing, actually. You know, the pencil test. It's more like the pencil case test. (laughs) I take my bra off, my boobs go drong, drong on the floor. It's a bit of a nightmare. Oh, but well, I did feed two babies. You did, exactly. And there's always a solution to it if you, <laughs> if you fancy getting a boob job. So. <laughs> um, and co-sleeping. Neither of us co-slept with our kids. No. I mean, I love the idea. I've spoken about this a lot. This is such <laughs> a load of rubbish. You hated the idea at the time and now you've done a U-turn. Oh, only because Axel's really sweet, like 
when he's asleep and not in the day. So I'm like, oh, it'd be really nice to be like next to him when he's asleep. So what happens now then? Because you never slept with him. He doesn't want to sleep with no, you. No, 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 not at all. I mean, the only time is when he's scared or ill. Like, that's it. And even then, he really doesn't want to. <laughs> do, do, is there is there ever a scenario where you've said to him, do you want to sleep in mummy and daddy's bed tonight? Oh, yeah, And what course. does he say? No. No? <laughs> in fact, the other day he said to me, uh, sorry, no. I was like, oh, right, OK. Well, at least he's polite about it. <laughs> yeah. And you've never co-slept, really, It's exactly you? the same in our household. Like, I, mm. I, I'm de- I sometimes get her and, like, bring her in if she wakes up in the night. And then she's just like, mummy, no, but don't want to, don't want to. And I have to put her back in her bed. And I'm like, oh, just a little bit. You know what? (laughs) It didn't work for us. Some people swear by it. Yeah. And you know what? If it gets you all a good night's sleep, then fine, whatever. Whatever works for Mm. you. And this is, um, that phrase is very true when it comes to this person that we are chatting to. Yes. Um, She's very outspoken or has been quite outspoken about her breastfeeding journey. She is definitely a co-sleeper. Yes, in fact, that's all she's ever done. It's In fact, her daughter doesn't even have a bedroom. Or a bed. Or a bed. Well, actually, that's not right. She has got a bedroom. She just doesn't want to... Just doesn't sl- have a bed. Doesn't have a bed yeah. and doesn't want to sleep in there. Yeah, I know. I-, I can't wait to talk to this woman. Let's get to it. Let's get on with it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So it's a special day today for um, the Made by Mamas crew because normally when we record these, we have people that come into the studio and we have a lovely chat with them. But today we have been invited to uh, one of our mum idols house. She is an entrepreneur. She is... um, so beautiful so glamorous i'm sitting opposite her now and she is an absolutely fantastic mum to fifi it's tamara eccleston thank you so much for that lovely introduction (laughs) um can we talk to you a little bit about being your mum because you've spoken in the press before about how much you love it and i just i kind of want to get a feeling of if this is something that you thought you'd always be brilliant at it was growing up i was never the girl that always wanted to get married and have babies it wasn't something that i dreamt about or something that was really really important to me but when I met Jay everything changed and then I had Fifi and my priorities changed even more like I never thought that I wanted to breastfeed her and I hired a maternity nurse and I built like her nursery at the top of the house like not really that near to my bedroom and all the ideas that I had I said to Jay our life isn't going to change let's still go away for weekends um going to go on all these date nights it's going to be the it's going to be the same she's just going to slot into our lives and I literally could not have been more wrong (laughs) (laughs) at all like it complete 180 from the minute Fifi was born they said to me in the hospital oh should we take her upstairs and you can have a little rest you can go to the nursery and I was like get away from my baby no no one's taking my child away from me like I 
literally held her on my chest and didn't sleep and was like staring at her for the first three nights. Mm. So I feel like everything that I thought pre-baby completely changed. But everyone else that knew me, like my sister, my mom and Jay, were like, well, we knew this is what was going to happen. Mm. How could you not know it? Mm. So I don't know. It was like the most amazing surprise and like the most beautiful journey ever. How did you find the shift between your old life and your new life? Because you've kind of said that quite breezily, but you had a pretty extravagant kind of out there, you know, is that, yeah. is that a fair reflection on what, you know, out there parties and glamour? Yeah. And was it a real 180 flip on the head? It really was. But the thing is, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about the change because this isn't something that I was consciously doing. It just happened. It's not like I thought, it's not like quitting smoking. I didn't be like, okay yeah. and now I'm going to change <laughs> and this is how it's going to be it just happened and it couldn't have been more natural and it wasn't like anyone telling me or me even telling myself it was just an instinct that I went on mm. and were your mum and sister both like that as mothers like really totally you know, yeah and like I cannot believe that I didn't think that I was going to be the same like we're family and we my mum and my sister parented in the same way and I guess they knew that I was going to too but I just didn't know it and then yeah now my mum never had nannies she didn't really travel with my dad for work and my sister has three kids and has like minimal help for them so yeah I've kind of followed that whole like generation of mums but I just didn't see it for myself. How was your breastfeeding journey? So let's talk about that moment in the hospital and um, did Fifi latch on straight away? What did you go through? Yes the minute Fifi was born I had a c-section and I like held her to my chest and she was literally like sniffing around and I put her on the boob and it just happened really really naturally. Did Um, it? It really really did. Because did you did you have any lessons on how to breastfeed before baby Um, arrived? uh, No no lessons at all. I didn't read any baby books I didn't know what to do but it just again it was something else that was really sort of natural and instinctive and she just like found the nipple and was really really content that's amazing but later though she did have a tongue tie which meant that she was feeding like for so long and she wasn't like feeding efficiently so she had to have like her tongue tie snipped not once but twice yeah it's savage that that is like literally the worst but the minute she started breastfeeding after that happened like it stopped bleeding and then she just started taking a lot more milk and it made things a lot easier for both of us did you go through any of the agonies that a lot of mums go through in terms of breastfeeding? Were your nipples, you know, quite sore? sore. Yeah. Quite sore. Yeah. And I went out for dinner once and I left her for a few hours here at the house. And um, I was like leaking. I had to like leave my dinner. <laughs> so embarrassing. I don't know why I was wearing white. Like, what was I thinking? I was like wearing like a white bodysuit. And I just remember like being photographed leaving this restaurant with like oh, wet patches on my like white bodysuit. But yeah, I mean, look, it's not glamorous. I went to Ascot this one time with Jay and I took my pump and I was sitting in the toilet of Ascot like literally pumping and I was like thinking my life used to be like a clutch bag bag and a lip liner now I've got like a little mini fridge to put the milk in I've got my breast pump I mean like but you know it's what I wanted to do and it never felt like a hardship and what breast pump did you use the Medela Swing yeah it was interesting because this time around there was one occasion where the, my Medela had broken and um, I was like my my breasts were becoming more and more engorged and I was yeah. like my, I said to my husband I was like you've got to go out and get me a breast pump like you know Kit's not drinking enough and, da, da, da. and he was like okay okay and he called me and he was like I'm in Argos they haven't got the Medela Swing they've got this hand pump and I was oh, like oh uh, just get it just get oh, it because no. my Medela Swing the new one was a arriving the next day right. so I, like, I just needed something yeah anyway so there I was like watching telly like 
with my hand <laughs> just pump 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 and I was like this is I mean in comparison it was yeah. archaic yeah, it's so worth seems, investing in a yeah, goose breast pump yeah it is that pump. is absolutely I, I hadn't even planned to breastfeed which is kind of weird thinking about it and I ended up I did and um, so I, I rushed out to Boots to go and buy a pump yeah. and the ladies in there said there is literally no other pump to buy yeah. it's, it's just that one or nothing basically yeah. I am literally like haunted by that sound of the pump though <laughs> it's so <laughs> Jay still does that noise like literally he'd be like lying in bed and I just fed like fed Fifi and then I still had to pump afterwards because I mm. felt like I, I had to, like had more milk and that noise at like three o'clock in the morning you literally feel like a cow how did you find um milk production and did you sort of do you have any tips for mums that struggling with it um, I think oats are really, really good. That's what I was told to eat like a bunch of oats. But I had so much milk, and I guess that's like must be like some sort of family trait because so did my sister. Um, I produced so much milk that I used to cook like her porridge and like her baby rice with it when she was six months old. And then I still had a bunch left, so I decided to share it. And I was told about like this milk sharing um, website. And there was a mum wow. that was going back to work that wanted her baby to still have breast milk. So she came to my house and I gave her like all the milk that I wasn't going to use, which was, uh, it just felt like a really nice thing to be able to help another mum. That's incredible. I've never heard I've of I've never that. heard of that. No, so just, like, talk, t- talk us through that. You just Google like milk sharing and there were like all these uh, forums and blogs and mums saying, oh, I don't have enough milk or I have to go back to work. And then there are people that want to donate their breast milk, which I think is like the nicest thing you could do. Because this poor mum, like it was her choice to not want to give formula, which I respect everyone's decision. And I had like literally a freezer full of milk. So I was so happy to be able to help her with that. I wish I had your number on speed. (laughs) That's incredible, really. And so... Has your breastfeeding journey come to an end now? Or are yes, you still? Yeah, has. No more breastfeeding. She finished at the end of summer. Um, and it's really random. Like sometimes she's like, Mommy, I still want the boo boo. And I'm like, No, we're done. There's no more milk. Mommy has no milk. And she's like, Okay. Um, but I feel like it's something that was such a big part of her life. So sometimes yeah. she, like, I guess, gets triggered and thinks about it. But she just stopped by herself. So what happened there? What was the process of stopping like? She really cut down like over the months. Like she went from not feeding in the day to just feeding at nighttime to maybe feeding every other night and then just got less and less and less. And then it kind of just stopped. And I think because it happened so slowly, there was like no like problem with like my hormones and I wasn't like in pain because it was really gradual and really natural. And yeah, and I think that Lots of people asked me if I was sad, and I think I wasn't sad because I was expecting it, and it's because she chose it. So that was, yeah, that was going to be my done. next. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Did you go through any form of sort of grieving, I guess, to say goodbye to that intimacy? Because that is what it is, isn't it? It's like such a bond. But to be honest, she still falls asleep with like her head like on my boob. Um, so we still have like that bond and that cuddle at the end of the day. Um, and you know what she. You know, at some point she was going to stop. It wasn't something that could go on for much longer, I guess. So, yeah, she was ready and I was fine with it. Did you ever take any backlash for um, the amount of time that you breastfed for? Yes, people seem to take a lot of issue with breastfeeding in general. Since becoming a mum, I've noticed how much people will shame other mums. Yeah. And it's just so sad. And it's everything from co-sleeping to breastfeeding. People have such, like, strong, violent opinions. And, you know, I'm sure that it's probably not the norm in the UK to breastfeed to you know four years old or whatever but there's nothing wrong with it it's not hurting anyone it's like such a natural thing and it's my decision so I just feel like it was a shame that I was attacked by so many but on the flip side of that there were so many people that just 
gave me the most positive, encouraging feedback and said that I'd inspired them. So I just chose to look at that and ignore like the haters because there are always going to be haters, whatever you do in life. I think everyone knows what's right for their family, don't they? And you mentioned co-sleeping and that's something that Zoe and I both don't do. Yeah, It's actually something I would love to do. Axel just doesn't want to do it with me. Axel slept in Georgia and James's bed last week for the first time. And she texted me going, oh my God, what have I done? Axel's asleep in our bed. And I was like, you've changed. (laughs) I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But the problem was he got up um, at like six o'clock or something. We were still asleep. And so when I woke up, he wasn't there. So I was in a huge panic and I found him. Our kitchen is like right at the bottom of the house. And he was under the table eating a banana. No. He just just got I didn't wake up to like I don't know maybe half seven and my husband said oh I heard him like moving around at about six so we reckon he was probably up for about an hour and a half and he didn't trash the house no he'd just gone downstairs climbed up onto the like his high chair's kind of near the side got himself a banana and was just sitting under the table eating a banana that is incredible (laughs) crazy yes but it's worrying they're so resourceful (laughs) you can basically leave Axel on his own all weekend and it would be fine (laughs) but no seriously talk talk to to us about co-sleeping because it just really works for us we have like this massive bed well we didn't we used to have a smaller bed and then (laughs) Fifi wasn't going anywhere so we got a bigger bed but basically when I was breastfeeding it was just the easiest way for everyone to sleep I would like roll over my boob would like flop out to the side my saggy old boob <laughs> then she would have like she would feed and then she would go back to sleep and so would I and it just worked for us because I breastfed for so long I guess it would have been like annoying to like go to another room or get out of bed or stand up or whatever and yeah it just really worked for us and so now I've said to her like Fifi do you want your own bed you can pick whatever bed you want and she doesn't want to yet she says when she's six, she's going to pick a bed. <laughs> yeah. like that. You sure you don't mean five? Um, what does your evening routine look like if that is the case and you're co-sleeping every night? So um, we read to Fifi and then Jay will leave because if he stays in the bed while I'm putting her to sleep, it's like too distracting because they are like children, both of them, like jumping around, tickling each other, <laughs> play fighting. So we read, Jay leaves and then Fifi will fall asleep. And when she does fall asleep, I just put like pillows around her and I just go downstairs and have dinner with Jay or watch a movie or go in the lounge or whatever. Sometimes we'll go out for dinner and someone will stay behind and watch her. We'll go to the cinema, kind of different things on different nights. But And then we both get into bed and she's there in the middle and we're so excited to see her. Does she think that you're there all the time? I'm like a naughty child, like sneaking out. <laughs> so, so, so hold on, so hold on. How does Rather that conversation reversal. go down? Like, mummy's going to go to sleep now, Fifi, next to you. You're going to yes. go to sleep. So love yeah. you, night, night. And then... Then you sneak out. Sneak very quietly out. And even like, if I'm going like out out, and I have like my makeup on, she's like, oh, mommy, why do you have makeup to go to sleep? And I'm like, oh, because I want to take a selfie of us before we fall asleep. (laughs) So I like take this picture of us and I'm like, that's why I kept my makeup on. Um, So yeah, I lie to her. Have you spent a night away from her? No, we haven't spent a night away from her. Jay travels a lot for work, but I've never left her. And I just, I'm definitely not ready for that. Are you, you have never left her for a night? No, I can't. I just can't. I just wouldn't be able to. But what about if you wanted to? I don't know. Go out for an early dinner with your best mate, and you could put her to bed. Or no, 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 that doesn't happen. It all just gets like everything in my life gets timetabled around putting Fifi to bed. So I put her to bed at like seven, seven thirty, and then I'll like go for dinner at eight. Okay. So yeah, that is incredible. I know it's just like what feels right, and I don't feel like I'm missing out, or I'm like, oh, I really want to do this. I'm sure if I did feel like I was missing out I would just do it I don't want to be like a martyr I'm just doing what I want to do Mm. so a lot of people might say not us but there are people out there that might say that co-sleeping for this amount of time isn't healthy for 
a yeah. child. Yes. What do you say to that? Like my sister co-slept till she was like 10. And she's like the most <laughs> like well-rounded, like normal adjusted person in the world. Um, I just think everyone should do what works for them. And it's not like I'm saying to Fifi, you have to sleep in bed. Mm. Like she's got the option. And one day, like she was done breastfeeding, she'll be done co-sleeping and then that'll be it. And if she's sleeping well, then what's Everyone's the sleeping problem? well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What about yeah. sex? Um, <laughs> it happens. It's fine. We're good in that department. But I mean, is there any? Are there any, ever any sort of issues between you and Jay in terms of like that conversation? No, or you no. Guys, you guys have like, got that understanding. No, it's good. Like there are other like rooms in the house, and there are other places. Like we're totally. I have good. just been to your bathroom, and I do yeah. think that could be a great place. Uh, thank you for that. Zoe's <laughs> favorite subject. Yeah. I mean, we might get away with it today, but we no. Not. I think it's an important part of like it life. is. Look, it is an important part yeah. of life and marriage and relationship, and yeah. you do have to have like that time for your husband. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely less of that time, but there still is. <laughs> so it was really interesting when I met my husband. Um, he um, he has a daughter from a previous relationship yeah. and he was co-sleeping with her. And then obviously I came on the scene and yeah. it was there was this moment where I was like, okay, well, there's this beautiful little 18-month-old in the middle of us and Aww. we went through this sort of process. And then as the time went on, I sort of started to drip feed into him that you know I wasn't a co-sleeper and I never planned on co-sleeping. And we had this really interesting journey together where he was definitely a co-sleeper and I definitely wasn't. Yeah. So Isla um, was brought up co-sleeping with him and the other two are two are not so then I had to like reprogram his brain because for ages he was like I miss her so much I can't let her oh, and it, yeah. I felt like a bad person at the beginning but everybody in our house just sleeps better yeah that we're not all in so the- how long did they yeah. co-sleep for the first 18 months of her life right. and then was it fine when no it wasn't no. fine it was it was difficult was it was say, difficult yeah. to do but it was but I'm but I, I think he would say now that actually it, it was the right was, thing. it was the right thing to do for us it's interesting yeah. like I love I love having them in bed with us yeah. but then I am a bit like okay no no but can you imagine having all three of them no, <laughs> no. and Zoe's husband's like the biggest man I've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah that's true so I don't think there'd be much room would you do it well will you have a second baby so I never actually wanted to have another one and 50% of me, or maybe more, 60, 70% of me still doesn't want another one. But Fifi's now started saying that she wants a sister. Oh, has she? Yeah. And I feel like I have to for Fifi. But I'm like, you know, I can't have a girl. I don't know what I'm going to have, like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, if you're going to have another one, it has to be a girl. And I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. Um, so I'm definitely more open to it now. Because I remember reading something that said you, you, Fifi didn't want to have any siblings. Oh, she really didn't. She was really against it. And I don't know whether it's since starting school or just getting older. And she's like, yeah, I think I would like to have a sister, actually. So, Maybe yeah. she sees you and your sister yeah. and thinks, oh, I'd like to have that. Mm. Yeah, and right. my sister is my best friend in the world. And I don't know what I would do without her. So... Mm. A big part of me wants to give that to Fifi, but mm. then there's a part of me that's like, okay, I've got rid of nappies, I've got rid of like so many things that like are a headache and a hassle, and now I sleep and everyone's like rested. Like going back to square one is a pretty big deal. It's huge. And actually, I think it's harder going from one to two than it is from naught to one. Yes, because you just don't know. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there is, because you can't nap when they nap and things like that that you did at the beginning. In the beginning, like, I was, like, in this baby bubble and if Fifi had a nap, mm. sometimes I would, like, lay down with her and, I don't know, like, when you have another child and other things to do and you're just busy, there isn't, mm. it's never going to be the same. Um, but it is the most amazing thing, like, to be able to give your child a sibling. Yeah. yeah. So and she's of, at school now, I guess. So, yeah. you know, you'll have time for both. Yeah. Are you having those conversations with Jay? 
Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want yeah. to tell us? Okay. No, definitely. I'm not ready, but maybe one day. I don't okay. know when that one day is. <laughs> maybe <laughs> next know. year. Maybe next year. Okay, yes. fine. Yes, fine. I'll, I'll let you know. Um, so um, aside from the kind of co-sleeping and breastfeeding, you've found motherhood the most incredible thing in yes. the whole entire world. And then you started Fifi and Friends. So talk to us about that. Fifi and Friends, I started after I had Fifi and I was like using a bunch of different products on her and I could never find everything that I liked in one line. And I just wanted to use like products on Fifi that had nothing bad in them. Like it's like this tiny little baby with the softest, like most like pure gentle skin. And I was just like really kind of mindful of what I was using on her. So I set about creating Fifi and Friends where the products have like no nasties in them. They're mainly vegan and if not, they're vegetarian. And um, like the wipes are like 100% like cotton and I just wanted everything to be the very best. Um, so yeah, so Fifi and Friends is something that I'm really, really proud of and something that Fifi inspired me to do. Oh, we we both, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we both love it. My son has really sensitive skin and it's the only body wash that doesn't bring his That's skin That's amazing. Up. I love hearing things yeah. like that. And we, we ran out recently and we had like another one and it was it was so noticeable. It was like mm. overnight, all came back up again. Oh, no way. And that must what be, was the other one? Thing. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> shaming. No. <laughs> no, don't, don't shame. Yeah, I'm not shame. I can vouch the fact that it yeah. really is so gentle on the skin and amazing. I'm obsessed with the rescue mm. cream. Like every time you get like dry skin or yeah. something I put it on even on myself and it is it's so so good yeah I, yeah good. how do you go about putting um a list of amazing products together and who do you work with and how do you know that you're kind of getting the best in that so arena? I have like an amazing team obviously that know a lot more than me <laughs> I just know what I wanted yeah. and then and I, I knew the products that I thought were most useful and most people would want um and then obviously we did like a lot of market research and we found out that people wanted products that they could use on newborns but going into toddlers as well because most people have more than one child. So this is from newborn up, um, which I think is great. And then I'm launching a sunscreen. Um, oh, in, that's great. Yeah, in the spring, which is really, really exciting. Yeah, it's one that I love. You're yeah. so busy. Yeah, so I have my show um, products and then I have two salons. And um, yeah, it's just we... It's just like really, really busy. So Fifi going to school now actually allows me the time to focus on adult things. Yeah. And the salons are incredible. Really Thank incredible. You. Thank the you so much. popcorn and all the little touches. I love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So do you have much time to kind of just take a break and, and say, right, well, I'm not going to do anything today. I'm just going to veg out. I hardly ever have those days. I was I had tonsillitis a few weeks ago and I had a couple of those days then, but it, yeah, it takes a lot for me to do. I don't like to do nothing. Do you not? Yeah, I just like to be busy and I'm always thinking of things and yeah, I'm not like a person that can really switch off. Sit around and do nothing. Do nothing, yeah. Oh, I'm definitely like the slob out <laughs> No, I'm a bit like you. I find it hard to like... To switch off. To switch off and yeah, you're the same, I aren't can't you? I think mums really do struggle to switch mm. off. There's always things going through your head, especially if you're mm. juggling like career and kids and... Lots of different things. Yeah, exactly. Are you planning anything else business-wise that we need no. to know about? <laughs> no. no, no, I'm good. I'm really happy with what I'm doing now and I just don't think I could fully sort of commit to something else right now. Okay. So we like to ask um, our guests that come on the show to tell us um, the products that they absolutely swear by that okay. they've used during motherhood. So yes. top five, please. My top five would be the Mandela Swing as a pump, a sleepy head for Fifi to sleep in, which I absolutely love. I used to put it in her stroller and then put it in our bed and she would sleep in it. We use that. Yeah, we love I the sleepy love head. I love it. It's amazing. It's yeah. so, so, so good. Mm. Um, 
for when I was pregnant, I used like this Clarins body oil for like not getting stretch marks. Oh, yeah. that's a good tip. Right. Yeah, and I didn't get stretch marks. Um, I absolutely love that. And so in Fifi and Friends, we have like these wet wipes, which are like in a pouch with like a thing that you can clip onto the buggy. Cause you know how you're always searching and rummaging yeah. for the baby wipes. So now they're always like nearby. So I absolutely love that. And you know what? Lavender oil. Oh yeah, it's the dream. Lavender oil. Like I used to like rub that on Fifi's feet and diffuse it in the room when she was a baby. And that was like really, really good for putting her to sleep. Are there any um, kids clothing brands that you love? Um, you know what I love next for like pajamas? Yes, it's yeah, the best. It's so good. For PJs and like basics. Yeah. yeah, I love next. Yeah, I'm a big next. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like next is good for boys as well, which is really hard. <laughs> so yeah, because I think that it's harder on the high street for boys than yeah, for girls. Yeah, it's so hard. Yeah. yeah. And I love Zara. Oh, yeah. yeah. Zara is yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what pram did you use for Fifi? So I use the Bugaboo when she was born, and then I got the yo yo. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I've got. I love so yeah. good. It's the best thing ever. Like for planes, it's just like so, it folds up so small. I feel like it's really cozy. Yeah. Yeah. Do they do that in a double buggy? No. no. You no. can get the newborn insert, so you can put a newborn in. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that with Fifi, but yeah. it's really cute. Yeah. Fine. Listen, it's been so lovely chatting to you. Thank we could chat to you all day. Thank you Thank so much you. for having us, and good luck. Thank you so much. All of your ventures. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. So, um, as with every episode, we'll round off with our favourite products. So, Zoe, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so this is a fantastic product if you want to have the experience of co-sleeping with your baby, but you don't necessarily want baby in bed with you. And it is called the Snooze Pod. It's basically a next-to-me crib, um, which attaches onto the side of your bed. And then baby can basically lie literally just there. You can gaze at your little one. And then when you're breastfeeding, if you're breastfeeding, or even, you know, obviously just bottle feeding, absolutely fine too. You can just literally pick them up grab hold of them give them the bottle give them the boob and then pop them back and they feel like they're in the bed with you and yeah this and they're one, really safe as well aren't they it's a really safe way of doing it this particular crib actually rocks as well oh wow yeah it's amazing oh. I mean you have to use your foot to it you have to put a bit of, a, <laughs> a bit of effort it's and energy electric. into it it's not electric sadly but yeah the snooze pod we love them and <laughs> um, mine is the Medella nipple shield so for the short time that I did breastfeed my nipples were quite sore and I found that these nipple shields really helped which ones do you like the Medella ones oh the Medella ones yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah, Medella ones. It's one of those things, isn't it, that you, you, you they, they feel a bit weird at first, but it does give your nipples a couple of days rest. It and does. it's really good to then, if you're going to get back into the breastfeeding, just to give them give them a break. Exactly. The only thing that's a bit awkward is putting them on in public. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of that goes out the window anyway when you've had a baby. Yeah. Um, these are amazing. If you're having any problems with mastitis or you've got sore, sore breasts, yeah. they're the Lansano Hot and Cold Breast Therapy Pads. You can pop them in the microwave or you can use them cold as well and they just basically release any of that pain and also encourage the milk flow. Yeah, I've got an amazing picture of actually with me with those in and also cabbage leaves. <laughs> cabbage <laughs> leaves are also a good tip. <laughs> Double whammy. Um, so talk about boobs, nursing bras. So I found the best ones were from M&S and in fact I've started wearing them now like during this pregnancy because they're not underwired. So if you're pregnant and you're planning on breastfeeding they're quite a good investment to make now. Yeah, we love Marks and Spencers. Yes. And I think that whole theory about 
um, not being able to be sexy and wear sexy underwear whilst you're pregnant is a load of rubbish. M&S do some really, really yeah, lovely lacy ones. there are some really nice ones. Yep. Uh, and to round off, um, we're massive fans of Kit and Kin, the brand, um, and they've got an incredible nipple balm, which I actually use now, um, even though I'm not breastfeeding, just on my lips. Oh, it's a really you? nice Vaseline, like a Vaseline. <laughs> um, but these are really good at kind of softening the nipple, and if you've got any um, sort of chafing or chapping or anything like that, then highly recommend it. Um, so yeah, that finishes today's uh, podcast. But please, um, if you have liked what you've heard today, remember you can rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and uh, basically spread the Made by Mamas love. Uh, you can also get in touch with us on our Instagram at Made by Mamas or you can send uh, me a message um, at Zoe Hardman and we will see you next week. We will. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.